Good morning and happy new year. I want to welcome you to Whittenshaw Community Church online service. This is our first Sunday service for 2022. I really trust that you had a wonderful Christmas time with family and friends. We want to thank God that uh, we didn't have many restrictions this year. Uh, we just want to thank God that we were able to still meet online and, and celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we sang a, a, a beautiful song that's kind it goes like silent night holy night all is calm all is bright this is a very popular christmas song and we love to sing it but how many agree a few people actually experience this song in their life a few people actually experience silence calm and peace but in reality most people live in chaos and anxiety in financial pressure uh, in health issues, missing a loved one who has gone to be with the Lord. So when we think about it, for a lot of people, even a lot of Christians, by the way, Christmas season is not a season of merry and happiness or, or even certainty and joy. And the interesting thing is that the Bible tells us that peace is something that every Christian can actually experience. So clearly we can see that there is some sort of disconnect in here. So what is the disconnect? I want to read from Luke chapter 2 verses 13 to 14. And it reads this. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rest what does it say on earth peace now how many agree that there is really no such thing as peace on earth uh, in actual fact there's only one verse in the bible where the phrase peace on earth is ever actually used and that is in matthew chapter 10 verse 34 jesus said do not suppose that i've come to bring peace to the earth i did not come to bring peace but a sword so just as we have read the goal of jesus on earth wasn't to make earth a peaceful place jesus never said he came to make the earth peaceful he actually came to bring the sword what is the sword the sword is the word of god you see while earth is not a peaceful place you and i could still have peace on earth as we have just read in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it said, And on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. You see, peace is a gift. It's a gift that Jesus really worked hard to pay for. And this gift is available for every Christian. So if you are a born-again Christian, this wonderful gift, this peace is available for you. But just like any other gift, we need to accept this gift and we need to actually open it. In John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. I actually love the living Bible rephrase of this scripture. Let me just read it for you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled 
or afraid. And this is really my prayer for all of us this morning, that while we are going through this uncertain and difficult times, that you and I would really experience the peace of God. That while we are going through these difficult times, our hearts won't be troubled, that we would not be afraid about tomorrow. And this morning, I want to talk about peace. But this is not just any other kind of peace, okay? I want to talk about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And this is the title of our message this morning, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And I want us to turn to a verse in the Old Testament. And it's actually a prophecy, which was a prophecy about 700 years before Jesus was born by a prophet called Isaiah. By the way, it's really interesting to note that there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. Jesus and I want to tell you that every single one of them were fulfilled down to the very last detail there were details about his birth his life his death and they were all fulfilled in an amazing way now this is one of the 300 prophecies that is found in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of what? Prince of Peace. That's right. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You see, in the Hebrew, it comes from two words. It's Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. You see, the first word, Sar, in our Bibles is translated as a prince. But the actual translation in Hebrew, it also literally means Lord. It means chief general, the one in charge. The second word, shalom, uh, most of us are a bit familiar with that because it's a Jewish greeting, but it literally means rest. It means wholeness, completeness, contentment. So putting these two words together, it literally means that Jesus is the captain. That Jesus is the captain and the Lord of rest. That Jesus is the general, the one literally in charge. That Jesus is the Lord of peace. Literally what it means is, it means that he's all of that. He's not just the prince of peace, but he's the Lord of peace. So on this first Sunday of 2022, and as we have started our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I really want you to get this in your mind and in your heart that Jesus is peace he is the captain of it he's the one that actually possesses it and if you're looking for peace in your life what you need to do is you really need to know Jesus because if you know him you are automatically going to have it let me just show you this couple of verses and I want you to really understand this simple truth that Jesus is equal to peace that's right, that Jesus is equal to peace. If you understand this simple truth, then the rest of these verses completely make sense to you. In John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. Now look at the next two verses. It says, My peace, my peace I give to you. Not something I, 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 I can get for you. I am the peace. 
I am the one that can give it to you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. So do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Look at the next verse. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith. In other words, justified means you are made right before God. We are justified. How? Not by your works but by your belief in your faith in God. In a sense, since we have done that, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice it says we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is peace. And this peace cannot be found anywhere else. In Psalms chapter 4 verse 8, it says, In peace I will lie down and sleep. Look at the next three words. For you alone. What does this mean? It means that you will never find peace except through Jesus. Listen, peace cannot be found anywhere else. No money, no wealth, no pills, no bottle. You can't find it anywhere else because he alone possesses it. And then the rest of the verse continues. Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let me read another scripture for you. Psalm 29 verse 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with what? With peace. That's right. Why? Because he is peace. Jesus is peace. Listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 13 to 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. So on this first Sunday of 2022, I want to tell you that it's impossible for you to have peace without connecting powerfully, genuinely into a relationship with Jesus. You can't have it because he is peace. He's the one that possesses peace. You cannot have peace without connecting with Jesus in a very powerful way. And as we have started our 21 days of prayer and fasting, my goal is for you to really personally know the Sar Shalom. Because when you know him, peace becomes a byproduct. That's why, you know, you can be in a storm, going through uh, a, the, 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 the heaviest storm in your life. If you have Jesus on the boat with you, you know what? You will be all right. You will be all right. Can I get an amen this morning? You see, so let me just quickly give you four truths that will help you into this relationship with Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. The first thing, the first thing you need to do, and it's common sense, accept Jesus as your Lord and savior you see i want to tell you many people acknowledge jesus as a good man when you speak to a lot of people outside they, they know that he was a good man that he was a great teacher or even a great prophet of god and i want to tell you this morning that all of this is true but they don't really fully define who really truly jesus is the bible tells us that jesus is god in flesh god in human form Listen to what it says in John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning the word already existed. The word was with God. The word was God. Verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. 
and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father, the one and only Son. So God came to earth to teach us, to heal us, to correct us, to forgive us, and to die for us. You see, Jesus Christ is God. He's the creator. He's the savior. He is also the Lord of lords. I want to ask you this morning, have you accepted Jesus into your heart? If not, this is the first step into a relationship with a heavenly father who wants to have a relationship with you. What is a savior? And why do we need a savior? You see, the Bible tells us that we have all sinned, that we have all committed evil acts. As a result, you know, of our sin, we deserve God's anger and really his judgment on us. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, that's why we need a savior. And Jesus Christ came on earth and he died in our place. You see, Jesus' death was literally the final payment for our sins. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins. You see, God loved us so much that he actually says that he demonstrated his love for us in this. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners... Christ died for us. That's right. Jesus paid the price so that we don't have to. You see, Jesus' resurrection from death literally proved that his death was sufficient to pay the penalty for our sins. And that's why Jesus is the one and only Savior. Now, you might be wondering, how do I accept him as a Lord and Savior? You see, at the end of the service, I will make sure that I give you an opportunity to do that. But accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior is literally the first step into a relationship with him. Now, I want to talk about the second step. And this is really, really important. The second step is literally, we need to learn to get under the Lordship of Jesus. And I really believe a lot of Christians don't really understand this principle. They don't understand the principle of lordship. You see, there are a lot of people who are calling Jesus their Lord, but they don't really have him as a Lord. What is lordship? I was thinking, how can I illustrate lordship? But in simple terms, it literally means to become under a covering. You know, when it's raining, what's the best thing when it's raining? To be underneath an umbrella, right? Or else you get soaked. I, I remember uh, a lot of times when we went to Soul Survivor, there was always rain. But you see, during the rain, there's nothing better than being underneath the gazebo. The gazebo is amazing. And, or even in your tent where you're sleeping and you can hear the raindrops. You see, we were under a covering. And the problem with most Christians, they are happy to take the first step. Accept Jesus as a Lord and Savior, but they don't want him as their Lord. Most people feel like they don't need a chief. And I don't want anybody, they, they, they feel like I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. So a lot of Christians call him Lord, but they live under their own direction. They, they live under their own control, their own power, their own decisions. You see, and accepting God to literally bless all of that. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 36. You know 
the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. There is a comma there. And the most people literally stopped there, the good news. And then it continues on and says, who is the Lord of all? What does this mean? Can I do anything that I want to do and still have peace? You see, the answer is no, right? If you want to have peace, then you need to be under the Lordship of Jesus. You see, a lot of Christians want the total package that Jesus brings, but without having him as, a, as their Lord, without having this relationship with him, without being under the covering of his Lordship. You see, as a father, I totally get it. I totally understand what this means. You see, as long as my children, Doresh and Niku, submit to me, love me, and be under the covering of me, they have favor with me. You see, we can go to the shop and as long as they ask for something that is reasonable, guess what? They will receive it. And I want to tell you that nothing outside of his lordship can bring you peace. Nothing. Nothing outside of his lordship can actually bring you peace this morning. If you really want God's peace, step under his covering and a covering of righteousness. I think most Christians think that righteousness is becoming right before God. You see, but that's not what it is. Because the Bible says that none of us, none of us are actually righteous. In Romans chapter 3 verse 10, it says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Then in verse 22, it tells us this. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So in simple terms, when you are under the covering of Jesus, when you get underneath the Lordship of Jesus, when God sees you, He's not seeing you. He's not seeing me. He sees Jesus in you, which is perfect, which is clean, and He is righteousness. And listen to this wonderful promise in Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 32, verses 17 to 18, it says, The fruit of the righteousness will be peace. This is beautiful. That the fruit of those who choose to come up underneath his righteousness and his lordship will be peace. And as we have started 2022, why don't you submit your marriage? Why don't you submit your finances, your plans, your everything to the lordship of Jesus? And when you do that, the verse continues. Its effects will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. And this morning, I'm challenging every one of us to not just know Sar Shalom, but to literally get underneath the Lordship of His peace. And the third thing I want to share this morning is that we need to bring Jesus into every situation. Let me say it this way. If you don't have any peace in your finance, Bring Jesus into your finance. If you don't have any peace into your marriage, bring Jesus into your marriage. If you don't have any peace in your family, literally bring Jesus into your family. If you don't have peace in your job, hey, what are you going to do? Bring Jesus into your job. You see, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, it says this. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. 
You see, Jesus doesn't just want to give you peace on Sunday and then chaos throughout the rest of the week. No, that's not what he wants. Jesus doesn't want you to just come on church on Sunday and then you leaving him there. No, Jesus wants you to take him home with you. Yeah, he wants you to bring him home with you. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to leave Jesus at church. No, take him home with you. Let him show up in every part of your life. Let Jesus be part of your family. Let Jesus be part of your marriage. Let Jesus be part of your work. Let Jesus be part of everything that you do. You see, and when you do that, you will have peace. I promise you. You see, I want to share one last point before we close. And this is to keep your mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus. Listen to what it says, Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all whose trust is in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. If you keep your thoughts fixed on Jesus, you will have perfect peace. So what I want to recommend as we start 2022 and as we started our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want you to keep your mind on Jesus. Why don't you just think about him constantly? Talk about him, brag about him, love on him, worship him, sing about him, think about him constantly. And if you do that, you will experience peace. And I want to share one last verse as I, uh, as I bring this to a close and we pray. And, and this is from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says this, may the God of hope. Don't just listen or study it. Receive it this morning. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all God people say amen and amen. Hey, we serve an amazing God, don't we? He's so wonderful. He's so great. Now, if you can, if you don't mind, if you can just close your eyes and bow your head for a moment. We just want to spend a bit of time in the quietness and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us this morning. There are some of you this morning, you're still wondering, how can I experience this peace? How can I have this peace in my life? And I want to tell you. The only way you can receive this peace is when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But that's just the first step. You need to accept Him as your Savior. Then you need to move on. You need to move on and, and come underneath His Lordship. That's right. We need to get under His covering. But again, it doesn't stop just there. We need to bring Jesus into every situation that we're going through, in all situations. And finally, we need to keep our mind fixed on Jesus. Our mind needs to be fixed on Jesus. Whatever storm we're going through, we keep our mind fixed on Jesus. And that is exactly what Christianity is. I want to tell you, that is exactly what salvation is. You see, that uh, salvation is not just literally signing a card is not just raising your hand and saying a prayer joining a church that's not what salvation is it's not a belief system yeah you know why 
because even the devil believes. The devil even believes. So it's not a belief system. We are not saved by just believing. Salvation is not a belief system. It's when we move under the control, under the lordship. We bring our whole life before Jesus and we become underneath his covering. That is what Christianity is. That is what Christianity is. And in the first point I said, you know, if you don't know Jesus, the first step is to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You see, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Sar, the Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you're saved. That's right. Just as we read, it's with your heart you believe and you are justified. And it's with your mouth, you literally declare, you profess your faith, and you are saved. So you have to declare it with your mouth. So what I want to do is give you an opportunity to do that. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have never asked for forgiveness, this is your opportunity right now. Just pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, save me. Fill me with your spirit. I want to know you. I want to serve you. I give you all my life. Thank you for this new life you have given me. I want to come under the lordship of your covering. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you said this prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. But it doesn't stop here. You see... It's not just saying this prayer. It's about building this relationship with the Heavenly Father. And we want to help you with that. If you said this prayer for the first time, I want you to click the link that is in the comment section and fill in your details because we want to get in touch with you. We want to help you with your next step. Please fill in your details and we'll make sure we get in touch with you and help you with your next step. Now, before we close the meeting, I want to pray again. Father, I want to pray for every person watching this service right now. Father, I want to thank you for Sar Shalom, for the Lord of Peace. Father, as Jesus promised, I want to pray right now for every single person right now that might be facing some difficult situation, might be facing some difficult situation. It might be cancer. It might be financial difficulty. It might be relational problems. It might be sickness or even depression or anxiety. Father, I want to pray right now that they don't just bring their problems to you on a Sunday, but on a daily basis, that they bring those difficult situations under, under your covering. That's right, that they bring it under your covering. And Lord, I want to pray that you would give them the perfect peace that you promised, Father. As, they, as we close our service, I want to thank you for this wonderful peace. This wonderful peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, thank you so much for watching this service. Just stay behind as we worship the King of Kings again. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.